Hey, this is Gerds Handel, and welcome to the Inner Light Project. This show is for anyone who's wanting to lead a happier, healthier, and enlightened life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can shine your inner light. Hello and welcome to the Inner Light Project. My name is Gerd Tundel and today I want to share with you someone who is helping women transform their past and live in the present moment. Petya Kolobova is a woman's transformation coach who helps you to stop playing small from toxic relationships or unhealed childhood trauma to create a life that's connected to your soul's purpose. Hi Petra, I'm so grateful to have you on the show and thank you for joining us today. Absolutely, what an honor to be here today. I'm excited. Oh bless you. I'm just excited to share your journey with everyone and just seeing like how you've transformed into the amazing person you are. And I'd love to take the listeners just back to your life before. So like, what was your life like before you became a transformational coach? It's beautiful, you know, such a great question because I feel like our journey always prepare us for what is next, even when we cannot see it. So before I started, you know, working with women and coaching women and doing retreats and travel internationally, I needed some help myself, you know, coming mm-hmm. from a small town back in Czech Republic and wow. just really feeling unseen and unheard and basically even unlovable. I felt like unworthy and unlovable based on the upbringings that I had with abusive stepfather and living in wow. really small town and small-minded people. So I was searching for the hope. I was searching for the inspiration. And throughout my journey, I became that because I personally went through, like I mentioned, the toxic relationship in our families, then bringing it into my lateral relationships that were toxic and really hating on myself, hating on my body, two decades of eating disorder, attempt of suicide, depression, (gasps) anxiety. So it's, it's like, I became the one that I needed on my journey. You know, I feel like that's where the trust and authenticity really stands because if somebody it's really unhealthy and tells you oh you have to eat really healthy so you're healthy and they're not you're like well what do you know about that so me really going through my darkness helps me to be even more nurturing loving and compassionate and really see the potential in women when they cannot see it yet themselves mm, wow gosh you have really been been on a a massive journey and I can really relate with you I think I've always believed this a, a, like a daughter's first relationship is with her father or stepfather so like if that relationship isn't like like loving and understanding and accepting that can affect the relationships that they they have later on life like my father was I love him to bits but he was very strong and I grew up I think we've had like similar cultural like upbringings where it's like you have to follow what the culture says and like people please as a woman and as a young girl and put everybody else ahead of yourself except yourself and I'm kind of I really understand what you're saying because like even like when I look back at my own journey like I really had to find a way to love myself because I honestly didn't know how to love myself and for me back in 2012 was like the turning point when I had a cancer scare which woke me up and it was like if I don't heal now I'm going to go on a really dark path 
because I'd gone through like your self-depression anxiety. I'd gone through an eating disorder. I had many health problems and it was just like, I just needed that one moment to make me wake up. And I feel the same with you. Something must have happened, right? Like what was the turning point for you? You know, that's a great question. Like what is the turning point? And I feel like there was not like one big point there was like millions of little points that were it's just like putting Mm. the nails into the coffin you know and really realizing that there must be more in life and that's what I lived with you know like having this feeling like there must be more in life than what I'm experiencing and living right now and I just wasn't I wasn't open to settle. I wasn't open to, you know, stay where I was. And so many people, they just are. So I feel like for me, it was very important to have that hope. And uh, there were like so many, there was just like slaps in the face, you know, like finding out that my uh, ex-husband was cheating and (sighs) going through the eating disorder and going through like feeling unappreciated and unseen in my corporate job when I was just treating it as my own job because I love it like my own company because I loved it so much it's just like so many things just lined up together and it just came to the point like no more I can't like this can be it like I was thinking to myself, like, this is so silly. Why we would come here to be born, to lose the sense of who we really are, because everybody's telling us what to do and who to be and what to wear and what not to do. Mm -hmm. And then you get married, go to school, get the job, get the kids. And then you're numbing yourself, whether with shopping, food, drinking, just Mm -hmm. not feeling happy with who you are. And then you die. I'm like, this is silly. Why would why would we come to live if it's just this? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can really relate with what you're saying. I feel like a lot of people don't realize that we're not living. We think we're living, but we're living in a system that's been designed by humans to control us. And it's only till you peel off all those layers, like you're saying, you know, the upbringing, also like the job mindset, like marriage and all these like ideologies that we've kind of grown up with that we need to follow like you know you leave school you need to get a good job you need to get good grades you need to get a great house you need to get you know it's just like this constant expectation of us that we need to live in order to fit into society but really the divine already created us as who we already are like there's so much magic within us and I feel like a lot of people don't realize that we have all the keys within us it's just that we've we've been so what's the word restricted to actually know who we are so I always say this thing like so many years of education but no like years of oh god I've got forgotten it now it's something like so many years of education but no education of self absolutely because we are not taught how to think and feel for ourselves right like Mm. because imagine if if we would we wouldn't be doing what we're doing we wouldn't be living in a world and just doing like this hamster wheel of doing what everybody else it's wants us and expect us to do so um i feel like so many people are not awakening into the knowledge that this really is not it. And I came here to be myself and I came here to be unique and you cannot tell me who to be and what to do. Mm. So I feel like it's really powerful the times that we are living in. Yeah. And what was it like, you had this like massive like breakthrough. So what was like the next stage for you? So like, what, what did you do next to like bring back your power? 
I feel like for me, it's to, to realize that I don't have to do this alone. You know, I started mm. to listen to the podcast, reading the books, um, you know, really tapping into self-love, self-care, creating healthy boundaries, and then starting to hire mentors, you know, like throughout my journey in the past decade, I was, you know, hiring like more mentors and more people who could see me and who I could really relate on what they are doing in their life. And I feel like that is so important to me to really be connected with the people who are aligned with their purpose. And so starting to invest in online courses, in Reiki, in massages, in working with life coach and business coach, I feel like that really opened me up into seeing the world in a different way and also really allowing myself to be me and to do things that feel true and right to me. Mm, that's the key, what you just said, doing things that are true to like that are right for you. That is so important as a woman, isn't it? Like, because we've got like, like, I think a lot of, again, women don't realize there's years of patriarchy that we've kind of grown up for our ancestors. And if we don't notice that, we will carry that on for the next generation to come. Absolutely. And we have to realize that, that when we start our healing, it's not just the healing of ourselves. It's also healing of, you know, our ancestors, like, you know, rewriting what was possible once in the past, but really rewriting it's also for the future generations because if you don't change what you're living right now your kids and the people that you know you don't have to even have family but those around you are going to model you mm. so it's our responsibility to step in yeah wow and then like once you did like the reiki and all, like all the different type of like healing modalities and like speaking with coaches like when did you like rebirth what you you came here to do it's beautiful question and i feel mm -hmm. like i'm still rebirthing you know <laughs> reborning because it's we going through the phases you know when i left corporate job five years ago um i had social media marketing agency because i ah. wanted to support people in being seen and being heard and really oh. impact other people and uh, I, I realized that so many of the good people, they wanted to be helping others and they didn't know how to be seen and how to be heard. So I helped them with, you know, the social media. I did that for a couple of years. And then I realized I'm like, wow, I'm doing all this work for others, but then they disconnect and they're not being really true to their purpose because you know once you disconnect and delegate everything then mm. you just don't care you don't care so deeply and that's a gap for me because I care so deeply that I want other people to you know care too so that was the time that I stepped into coaching women how to transform their life their abundance their finances their relationships and it keeps unfolding mm. and changing the who I was helping, you know, three years ago, it's not the woman who I am helping today, because I myself, I have grown, I have evolved, I have changed. So it's important to give ourselves really the permission mm. to go and change too, and to go and grow too, and release what no longer aligns with us. Like, I feel like there is so much fear and I, I experienced it myself, you know, like I invested tens of thousands of dollars in my 
you know, company, my first company in a courses and traveling and mentors and all of that. And then I'm like, I'm not fulfilled by this. I cannot do this. And I stayed there for almost <laughs> another year because I'm like, well, I invested so much. And if mm. I stop doing it, I'm a failure, you know? So oh my God. <laughs> it's just fascinating how hard we can be on ourselves, but we would never be this hard on the people that we truly love. I just want to touch up on what you said there because I'm picking up right that you you used to be an alpha female I can pick it up because I was one as well (laughs) I used to be a journalist so I I totally understand in the industries we've both been in it's like that is the approach that we we've been given from a young Mm -hmm. age and I think when you're an alpha female it's so hard to be gentle with yourself it's so hard to take time off it's so hard to just surrender and I think as an alpha female like I, I I don't call myself well I'm not really an alpha female now but back when I was I've learned over the years that it's okay to be kind to myself it's okay to say no to things that I don't want to do it's okay to let go like you said your business you had to let go and I think once you can dive into your feminine side then you're able to balance your energy I think so many women it's it, again it's it's to do with like you know, the work environment, it's a very male orientated world where it's like, if you show emotions, then you're soft or you need to toughen up. And I think that really needs to change in society because actually women have so much power within themselves. Femininity has so much to give into the world. Like it helps to balance out the masculine energy. Absolutely. And that's something that uh... I had to learn to balance because it's not this or that, but having a boat, right? Because you Mm -hmm. cannot have business and be only on a feminine energy. Well, how will you show up on time on your appointment? How are you going to provide for (laughs) the people you work with, whether you have employees, whether you have contractors, you know, whether you have clients. So it's fascinating you're saying this because I just had a meeting right before our interview in person. And I was telling the coach that I met with in person here in Tulum that this year I'm really focusing on working on leaders and visionaries because I really feel it's about the balancing of the energies. It's not just the masculine and just the feminine, how we can marry those two together and bring them together so they can serve on a completely different level. So it's not like one is better than the other. We need both. And we just got to learn like when to do what, when to soften up, when to receive, when to go out there, when to do things, fix things, you know, it's like being in that healthy energy. It's so crucial. 100%. And like, I can just vouch even for myself. Like I was so out, like I decided my inner work in 2012 and then again, I started playing that pattern of masculine energy in my business. So again, it was like masculine energy, but then I kind of went overboard. I was living off like three hours sleep for a few years. And then I had um, a kidney problem and then I had to surrender. I had no choice. Like I literally would fall asleep at my desk, like, because I, I was trying to like, not let go. I was like, no, I can do it. But my body was crying and saying, no, you need to slow down girls. And I really, it it toyed with my emotions, but I, I learned the power of taking time off, you know, having a me day, doing things for myself, being in my masculine energy when I needed to do work, but then being in my feminine when I was relaxing. Because again, I, it wasn't modeled for me. And I think the same with yourself, I'm guessing it wasn't modeled for you either growing up. There we go. Right. (laughs) So, Absolutely not. (laughs) And then that's where the lack of self-love comes from because nobody's modeled it for us. So it's fascinating that actually, 
being an alpha female is great, but you also need the feminine side. You can, like you said, you can bring them together. And when you merge them together, fatigue, burnout becomes a thing of the past. Absolutely. And you know, it's fascinating because that's what really helped me to create a six figure coaching business. You know, it wasn't hard work and struggling and working six days a week and working really hard. It was really about surrendering and allowing myself to work less. And then I had more clarity, more confidence, you know, so I I did what you said, you know, like having a day for myself and having a free weekend and not working in the mornings. Like I don't start before like 11 a.m. you know and it's not that I sleep until 11 (laughs) I wake up around like five six seven you know and we go to the gym with my husband and we have our morning routine so I created the space where I can surrender and pour into myself because I really believe that how you treat yourself it's how you teach others to treat you and if you're Mm. always available and if you're always like in the reactive mode and feeling like you are the one who is going to save everyone and fix everyone well then again you're burning yourself and it's not healthy and we both like experience it you had the the scare you know a few years ago with your health and for me I had adrenal fatigue and Mm. inflammation in my knees and so much pain in my body and you know it's just we're sabotaging ourselves, and it doesn't have to be this hard. It doesn't. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, like just saying, like my in 2015. So my kidney. Basically, I ended up having an operation in 2017. I had to wait two years to actually discover what was going on with me. So in those two years, I had to slow down, like yourself, like slow down my body and actually listen and calm the alpha female down. Um, and I think. Sometimes it takes like a drastic thing for people like us to realize that we need to slow down. And I, I see having that the condition I had at the time was actually a breakthrough and it was actually like a rebirth for me to actually come back home to myself. Um, I always think like you were saying, like a rebirth, there's always rebirths happening. Um, but I feel like so many women are so hard on themselves you know, they're, they're pushing themselves and breaking their back, but not realizing actually, sometimes you just need that time out. You need that time out to actually ask yourself, what do I want to create in this world? Who am I supposed to be? What brings me joy? And I think that is what, what the key is for women to, to rise back into their, into their power. Absolutely. Like it's, we came here to be lit up. We came here to inspire others. We didn't came here to just slave you know from the morning till the night and feeling like frustrated and angry right Mm. so asking yourself these questions like what would satisfy me right now what would bring me a peace what would bring me joy what would make me feel really successful today you know it's Mm. it's like the questions will really depend on who you are and what is like I I also in my business started to do a couple years ago a human design so anytime (laughs) I'm speaking to someone I also look at their human design you know like really understanding Mm -hmm. yourself it starts all with you starts with you how you're feeling how you're perceiving the world so me I always take the extra step and research you know like what human design are my clients and even like my Um, my team like I look into that because they feeling seen they feeling heard and it's so important for us that's beautiful I love that and human design is amazing it's so fascinating (laughs) Mm, it's life-changing really 
Yeah. And it, it's, it's interesting. It only just came out a few years ago, but it really does make sense. And it really helps you to really understand who you are. It's one of the like many modalities, right? But <laughs> the human design, it's the one that really helped me to open up my eyes to who I really am. You know, it's, <sighs> there is no other modality that I really feel that helped me to step into like my truth and who I am. Mm, that's beautiful. I just want to go a little bit back um, about your eating disorder. I just remembered like that. Would you say that the eating disorder was linked to you not having control of your life? It's fascinating because when I look at it logically now, it does make sense because we always connect the dots looking backward. But back then I didn't feel like it was control. It, I, I was searching for love. I wanted to be loved, you know, and my stepfather back then, like I'm 11 and he's telling me, don't eat so much. You will be <gasps> fat. Look at you. Nobody will want you who, you know, like who no. will want a fatty and things like that. So I was thinking back then, if I shrink myself, if I'm smaller, then I will be worthy of love and I will be worthy of protection. So back then it was not so much control. It was like, I want to be small. I want to look small. I want to be petite. So I am worthy of that protection and love. And I want it to be, you know, like lovable. So mm -hmm. that's why, how it like started. And then of course, it's when you're seeing the world on the outside that nothing is working as you planned and everything feels like you have no say, especially right as a teenager, yeah. everything is decided <laughs> for you. You wanted to have a piece that it's in your control and that you can decide. So that was a factor. But later on, I wouldn't say it was at the beginning. Mm, wow that's the thing words what you're saying is so true like words are so powerful and what you say to yourself or what others say to you at that age can really like either help someone to grow or it can hinder their growth and gosh just thinking about what you've just said it's just like it's, it's mind-blowing like somebody can actually say that to a young child like your body is like as a woman as well and as a young girl like your body is evolving it's never going to be the same all the time and I was actually on the other other end of the spectrum. So I was super slim. And so growing up my whole life, I was getting told by like within my culture, like all these, we call them my like aunties and stuff, but they're not really aunties. And um, mm -hmm. they would give their opinion. Like, do, do you, do you, like people would say to my mom, do you not feed your daughter? You know, has she got a condition? And there was nothing wrong with me. It's just that I had like my parents' genes and they were the same growing up. They were very slim when they were younger. And then like they, they got curvier. Um, but that really had a massive knock-on effect on me growing up. Like I felt like there was something wrong, like I was being shamed for my body or somebody was bigger than me. They would make me feel ashamed of who I was and like be mocked like for my weight. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, my my eating disorder happened, like like you said, like in your, you know, your teenage years where you have no control over your life. Food was Food was a way for me to control something in my life. And when I was 19, I was dating somebody that we planned on getting married when I was 21. Unfortunately, he passed away in an accident. So I felt like wow. I had, yeah, I felt like I had no control over my life. And then I had a car accident myself and like had short term memory loss. Like there's a, there's a whole other story to all of that. But that was a way of controlling how I felt. And it was actually when I was 22 years old, I was studying a master's in journalism in London. And I was interviewing men with eating disorders that I realized I had a, I had an eating disorder and went, wow. And it shook me. 
And that was when I changed and realized I need to love myself and need to let go of the control. But it, it, I just couldn't see it. And I think, like you said, when you're going through it, you don't even realize there is an issue. You think everybody else has got a problem or that they're, they're just making things up, but actually it's, it's internal. Absolutely. Isn't it fascinating to like, sometimes we just need the external feedback to realize what is happening internally because we so disconnect from who we are and we so disconnect from our bodies. Mm. I think it's just so fascinating, but it's beautiful because there is always hope and we can always come back to ourselves, come back to our truth. And that's what I really feel that the growth and the evolution and the awakening really is coming back to yourself, coming back to your truth, coming back to your uniqueness, like seeing who you really are and who you really came here to be, like realigning with your purpose and stop trying to like outsource your happiness and worthiness and coming back to yourself and see how worthy and deserving you are and that there are no accidents. Like you being here, there is no accident. Like we need you. Yeah, that's so powerful. It's magic. <laughs> I love I'm, magic. <laughs> I can feel it. it's like liquid magic. Oh, I love it. Um, we are coming towards the end of the show. Wow, it's gone so fast. <laughs> um, right. I've got a few questions there for you. Mm-hmm. What are your five top tips for somebody, for somebody who wants to live their sole purpose, but they don't really know where to start? That's a beautiful question. And I really feel like how we mentioned throughout the the interview, it's coming back to yourself. Mm -hmm. So before you will take the step and look outside, look inside. And one thing that really helped me on my journey, it was knowing my values, knowing what I really stand for, knowing what are my non-negotiables in life. So sitting down and writing down the list of the things you don't stand for, the things that you do stand for, and then picking up three non-negotiables from the things you do stand for, it helps me to create a values that I live by you know like really looking at those non-negotiables for me it's like loyalty generosity and growth and those have to be reflected in everything I'm doing my relationship with my husband with my clients with you know people who work with me are around me you have to have those values if not mm-hmm. it doesn't make you a bad person but it just means that we are not aligned so taking an inventory of your life and asking yourself the values that I believe in that are non-negotiable am I embodying them and I'm living them what can I renegotiate relationships that I can renegotiate change leave so I'm really in integrity with who I am so that would be like the first really most important step because if you do only this one you're golden Mm -hmm. like that changed literally my whole life the second one would be get a deeper understanding of yourself and that's where I will like plug in the human design because it really open up my heart and open up my eyes to understand why I am the way that I am and not seeing like something is wrong with me. Like I was being told my whole life that I'm too good. I'm too nurturing and people will take advantage of me. Well, through human design, I learned that I'm a nurturer and that's why I'm here. I'm here Mm -hmm. to, you know, align people with their purpose through sensitivity and nurturing. So there is nothing wrong with me. That's who I was designed to be. So getting a human design reading, you know, or just getting your chart and understand what is your design. It's a beautiful first step. And I started to do human design readings because I'm like, everybody has to know. Like It's so freeing and liberating that besides my coaching, I do also a human design reading just because I feel that it is so liberating and freeing to see yourself and your loved one in 
the truth of who you really came here to be. Mm. And then the third step is now that you know who you are and what you stand for, you get to create clear and healthy boundaries because so often we are afraid to not speak to our family, release our friends, leave the job, and it doesn't align with who we really are anymore. Mm. So looking at your life and ask yourself, with these people, with these situations, with these places, does it really align with where I'm heading? It might be perfect and beautiful to serve you, to grow into the person who you are today, but is it still serving you and helping you to be the person who you are becoming, where you're heading? That's very important to create a healthy boundaries. And it doesn't mean that you will like divorce your whole family and never talk to them again but just having boundaries not talk to them every day and see them once a week or once a month and just know that you growing doesn't mean you love someone less but you just gotta have a space for yourself and so that is the third one and the fourth one is and we talk about it too and I love it creating a space just for yourself, whatever it looks like for you. If it's a morning routine of five minutes, just sipping on a tea and being fully present or an hour in the morning that you really pour into yourself or a night routine or having like we do Saturday digital detox with my husband when I don't touch any technology. And uh, it's just so enlivening to create the sacred spaces for yourself when you're present. And listen, there are days that I'm like, I just want to chill. I want to do nothing. And I will just watch a movies and, and or I will bake or just like really coming back to me. What would bring me satisfaction today? What would bring me joy? So having those days non-negotiable and that's not like once in a year when you have a holidays or vacation, but creating every single day space for you, even if it's just five minutes and once a week, having a few hours, if you cannot, like, if you feel that you cannot have a whole day for yourself, having few hours that you will do whatever you want to do. It's life giving. And the fifth one, remembering you didn't come here to do this alone. You didn't come here to try to figure it all out. If there are people who inspire you, if there are people who are living the life you want to be living, work with them. Whether you start reading book, listening to their podcast, whether you do coaching sessions with them, taking their courses, but allow others to support you in your journey and don't try to do it all by yourself. Oh, those are beautiful. And I just want to go back to um, the number two, the sensitivity. You were talking about human design. Hmm. I just want to say that everyone just needs to realize sensitivity is so powerful. It's a gift to be able to hold the space for somebody and allow them to be vulnerable and allow yourself to be vulnerable as well. Like I used to be the same. And I think maybe this is our alpha female days mm. um, growing up. Like we were told like sensitivity was a weakness. You shouldn't show your emotions, but actually we were hiding behind the alpha female energy instead of actually allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, allowing ourselves to be heard. And I think there's so much power in sensitivity that we ever realize because when you have sensitivity, you're able to open up to somebody else as well. And they then feel vulnerable to share with you. Absolutely. And, and, you know, like Renee Brown said in her book, like vulnerability, it's a strength because it helps you to connect with people on a deeper level and feel everything deeper, you know? Sometimes yeah. it means to feel more than we would like to and yeah. see more than we would like to. And that's a part of our evolution and growth. I would rather feel 
more than lock myself like I did build the walls and didn't feel and pretend like I'm okay and then being just dying inside and suffering quietly yeah what what are you most grateful for my husband oh <laughs> I love it yeah he's like my best manifestation there are a million things because I do like journaling every single day you know but I feel like my husband is the first man who really sees me for me. And it's because I did all the inner work. It's not like he fell from some magical planet, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's because I did the inner work and I loved myself and I allow myself to be me in all the dimensions and allowed him to step in and see me. And I ask for what I need. So I feel like we are such a beautiful people apart, like we are holding complete apart. And when we come together, it's even more powerful. So I'm very thankful for his love and support and just allowing me to be the crazy five-year-old who just wants to be <laughs> dancing in the rain and be the, you know, badass businesswoman who is taking on and changing the world. Like being seen in all my dimensions and respected and loved for that. It's just so life-giving. That is amazing. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I was about to ask you what your shines your inner light, but I feel like you've already told us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Answered it already. Yep, all in one. <laughs> that's beautiful. Oh, thank you, Petra, just for being yourself and actually doing the inner work and actually now helping other women to really step into their own power. I really salute you for that. Mm, thank you so much and I honor you because you can see it in me only because you're embodying it yourself you know so it's it's an honor to be here with you today and just seeing your journey unfolding oh bless you wow what a powerful interview with Petya it just shows that when you surrender and trust in divine timing and do the inner work magic happens <laughs> unfortunately that's the end of the show before i leave i want to leave you with this quote a soul living in tune with its internal purpose is bound to create utter magic that's a quote by Drew chadwick take care my sisters for more information about the show or how to trust your inner light visit my new coaching program at gerdshandel.com and remember stay happy stay healthy stay lit lit, lit.